sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team, sitting here with Becky Ivins. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, everybody. Uh, There's some changes in the county assessor's office, and we need to know about all the discounts we can get, the difference in income levels to get a reduced tax. So... Boy, and if you live in the Oklahoma County, we are thankful for uh, our county assessor's accessibility and technological technological advancement yeah. that they have. I mean, it's it's great to be able to get new information quickly, and Larry Stein is out there all the time I know. talking. He's everywhere. I'm not one to brag on most uh, governmental offices, <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, there is none that surpasses Oklahoma County Assessor. Yeah. So, uh, good morning, Larry. Good morning. How are you? Well, okay. <laughs> are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. I can hear you. Uh, Becky, can you hear can you? Larry? I cannot. Can All right. So now? yeah, Becky's got to finish up and get her, uh, earphones ready. Now, Larry, I was with you this week at the Northwest yes, Chamber of Commerce the, and, and it was great fun, wasn't it? It was. That was a great night. Uh, my good, good friend, Chris Moraz, is now the the president of the Northwest Chamber of Commerce. And uh, you were there at the table and, and next next to our table. And, and it was a great night with the Northwest Chamber of Commerce. And what a great facility that is, the old Ford Manufacturing Center. I mean, it, in a historic building the, and just amazing it was really great we were sitting having dinner and thinking about i was thinking about i wonder how many cars went by when they were building them where i was having dinner <laughs> that that would have been a great plaque to go i don't know how many cars they had built in that oh, jones assembly. well you know, you know they they remanufactured engines there they uh, they manufactured cars i think it was one of the one of those remote locations that uh, that was authorized by ford to manufacture uh, the the model T's, the model A's, all those different things, and there's some really great YouTube videos if you want to see some of those uh, on online of the 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 cars they manufactured and the, how they tested them all over Oklahoma City. It was great, great stuff. Huh. I have not seen in those videos. That's a great. I, w- I would go out today and look at those YouTube videos. And the the mayor was there and and gave a greeting and and talked about the columns. I guess that are kind of octagonal columns that all Ford facilities built that I'd never heard that before. Had you heard that before, Larry? I, I had, I'd never heard that before. That was the first time I'd heard that. And it, it, and it just goes to show you the consistency, though, of the Ford uh, engineering, because I'm sure they're, they're, it, I'm certain it's not just by design. They, they didn't do it because it was pretty. They probably did it because it had more strength. And and there was some some reason for having the eight sides for for being able to do something better. Yeah. Because you know Ford was just amazing at, at uh, creating the, the modern assembly line and and innovating on labor issues, uh, pay for for labor and everything else. Just a fascinating story of the of the whole company and that and that building that historic building. It was a great night. So we're going to have to do some audio work here. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back with more here with Larry Stein on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move.
Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Our super show producer, Mike Gannon, has got the audio issues resolved. And so we are here with Larry Stein. Becky, can you hear now? Are we all set? I can hear. (laughs) Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Becky. How are you? It was great seeing you the other night at the uh, Wall of of Honor and uh, getting to see all those folks that are so involved in the real estate industry. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was. I walked in and I thought I saw you sitting there and I thought, all right, I got somebody interesting to talk to. Enthusiastic. And if I forgot your name, I could just look at your big name tag. <laughs> you know, and that's not just a big name tag. That's that's just a good design. The name tag's the same size as everybody else's. It's just a great design. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but you're, you're, you know, we wanted to talk about how you can save money. And you know, this is a crunch time for the year for us because between January 1st and March 15th, people can file for their homestead exemption. And that'll save them money on their property taxes every year, and it also helps protect their house if they're involved in a legal issue. But the best part is that it can save you some money on property taxes. And so many people call call me up and say, what's wrong? My value's going up crazy, and my property taxes are going up. I said, well, have you passed a bond issue in your school district? Do you have a homestead exemption? And usually they don't even have a homestead exemption to be able to save the things. And when you're looking at bond packages, I mean, huge bond packages were passed this last year in, in November, and it was in the previous November, and it, it was a billion dollars in just the Oklahoma City public school system. So that that can raise your property tax bill substantially. But the, the good news is that if you're a senior and you earn less than $86,000 a year, then you can have an assessment freeze on your property. And that means the assessment of value, which is used, it's a complicated formula, but Effectively, your your assessment of value is multiplied by a percentage and then 11% percentage and then the millage rate. And millage rates can change with voters, a supermajority of voters approving those, those millage rates, and then your property taxes can go up, but your assessment would remain frozen if you qualify for that. And you can get that online and fill it out at uh, oklahomacounty.org slash assessor. And, and, and if I could, I had a friend call up last week. She said, why are you charging for records and fi- and information on your website? I said, we don't. So it, it, she went to a different thing. She put in Oklahoma County records, and there was something that sounded like oh. Oklahoma County property records. And then they said, yeah, if you want to just pay us $5, and we'll let you have seven searches. And so please be sure that you don't pay for anything records involving Oklahoma County, but you have to go to oklahomacounty.org slash assessor to get those records and and you can get through oklahomacounty.org but always go to the right website because nobody should pay for anything on those records they're all open to the public free of charge 24 hours a day seven days a week larry how old do you have to be to be considered a senior i'm asking for a friend you have to be 65 and older and uh, and then you can you can apply for that but it does save we're saving folks in oklahoma county hundreds of millions of dollars because of the the exemptions that we have we have a then you can get all of the different exemptions there uh, on our web page there we have the 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 ability of being able to, uh, to give you an additional homestead if you earn less than thirty thousand dollars a year so you can save anywhere between 82 and 139 dollars additionally uh, on your on your homestead property and then we have the the senior evaluation freeze you have to be 65 
And then we also have the uh, disabled American veterans. Right now, we have more than 5,500 100% disabled military veterans in Oklahoma County, and they're saving about $16 million a year in property taxes because of that exemption that was approved by voters. Well, I love that we do that for the disabled veterans. And I, you bet, I you mean, bet. And you know, if ninety percent doesn't count, but a hundred percent counts. Yeah, and and they're they're trying to. The legislature had been looking at some of the 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 changes, and and they were looking at percentages, which would be very difficult to maintain for records purposes. We, we, we have 335,000 parcels in Oklahoma County. And uh, and managing all those records with computers and everything, we we have to have the technology to be able to to do that. And you know, it's, it, in Oklahoma County, we're we're only about 720 square miles out of the state's nearly 70,000 square miles, but we're got we have 92 billion dollars worth of value in real estate in Oklahoma County, and that's just the stuff that we assess for ad valorem. I mean, with the school districts, the city buildings, the state buildings, federal buildings, all of those are exempt. All the schools and churches, all of those are exempt. And we, just in Oklahoma County, we have more than 22% of the entire ad valorem base for the entire state of Oklahoma. And that's that's the money that goes to support schools and technology centers, state colleges, and everything else all across the state. Okay, Larry, you mentioned an $86,000. Yes, ma'am. Okay, now that's – you can tell me what that is. Okay, the, that's the, the, it used to be for being able to get an assessment freeze, it was stuck at $25,000 total household income, which had never been adjusted for inflation, and that had been in effect for about 50 years. And what the assessors went to, and they, they went to the legislature and said, we, we want to propose a constitutional amendment because you have to do that. And it has to be voted on by the people. But we want to have the income level be not set in stone, but have it adjust based on inflation. And we all chose the, the, the HUD, Housing and Urban Development, family of four median income as the, as the target for that income level to be eligible for that senior assessment freeze. And that's gone up more, just about 18 percent in the last couple of years because of inflation. It used to be about eighty-two thousand, then it went up to eighty-five, and then it went up to eighty-six this current year. Okay, so whereas for about fifty years that you had to make under twenty-five thousand dollars a year yeah. in order yeah, and, to get and, a senior evaluation freeze. Yes, ma'am, and that was that was just didn't make any sense at all because we had people that were that were getting social security that was that, and, and their retirement benefits, and we were punishing them because they had planned. For their retirement, and we, we, you know, it was one of those things that really came up, gosh, some long time ago, and we were trying to figure out the best way to do it, and we all put our heads together and said, you know, this doesn't work. This the current number doesn't work, but but we don't want to just set another number because we could have said, well, let's just let's raise it to thirty thousand dollars. Well, that 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 didn't help either. So we tried to find a number that would make sense and that would change as time goes by and as people. You know, as, as properties increase and things like that, so there, there's no limit on the value of the property either. You can, you can, if you have a million dollar property or a two hundred thousand or a hundred thousand dollar property, anyone can apply. And uh, and but you have to have a homestead to be able to do that. The key to, to every one of the exemptions is having a homestead on your property. And so many people don't know that. that sadly, the homestead 
exemption sounds like something from farming, and it is. It's a term. It's an archaic term, but the the homestead exemption is for everyone who has a home, and that's their that's their permanent residence. That's their primary residence. Well, and there's more than just a money savings on homestead exemption. So if you bet if there's a judgment against you and you own property, you can be made to sell that property in order mm-hmm. to satisfy a judgment. Except right, but the you, courts will usually protect that. Well, except for mm-hmm. homestead. That's exactly homestead exemption is exempt from a forced sale. Uh, and that helps helps you keep your property and and uh, and and also you know it's a if you could lose everything you could lose everything except except your home the courts will protect that I don't know we'll have to get Ron Shalot on here our attorney to ask him about the, are your homestead exempt from a forced sale if you're found growing illegal marijuana on on your little farm <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and I've 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 recently had a problem with with the uh, with you know there's a lot of great title companies out there, but I've had a problem with with a company that uh, was having people sign a form so they would they bought their houses last year and they said uh, just sign this form and we'll file your homestead exemption for you. So I've had nearly a hundred or more than a hundred applications for homestead that I had to reject. Because they didn't use the official form, they decided they'd change it and then send it in. And uh, it's kind of like going to the IRS and saying, "Hey, you know, you've got your 1040 form, but I've got my own form, and I'd rather use my own form." And the statutes are really clear. I don't have any choice except to accept the official documents that have been approved by the tax commission. And these folks decided they'd mess up the thing and do some other stuff and make it their own form and then send it in. And sadly. I've got the about a hundred plus people that have filed a form, and I've had to use taxpayers' funds to send out a letter explaining with what's the problem. And this company, I'm, you know, I I don't want to throw them under the bus. I just want them to fix it, and 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 I want them to understand this is this is really this is this is precise stuff. We just can't, you know, go around nibble around the edges and figure out what what we want to do, kind of helter skelter. We have to follow the law. And and this homestead exemption thing has really thrown us a, a, a wrench in the in the usual business of being able to get people their homestead exemptions filed. Well, you can file homestead exemption online, right? You sure can. You sure can. It's real simple. You can do that online, and and also the, all of the other exemptions that you need to file for, or or things that um, are required for business right now. Uh, business personal property, the, the fixtures, computers, furniture, and everything else of businesses, that's supposed to be rendered as well by the by March 15th, not April 15th. And if you have an accountant that does that for your business, you can do that online. Last year, we had more than 1,000. So far this year, we've had 3,500. That, that's, it's, it's an amazing deal because we used to have people that would put, you know, ter- tr- a tree's worth of documents – for all this stuff, and then they'd mail it to us, and sometimes we wouldn't get it. And and with it, with being able to do it online, we don't have to store paper, we don't have to scan paper, and we don't have to, because of the open records law. We we have we have it online in a computer, so we don't have to have stacks and stacks of boxes. And we used to have a whole room filled with paper, and now we can avoid that, save some trees, and our and our folks can look at it electronically. It's so much easier for us to do the work that we have to do 
on the business personal filings. But you can do that online, and then you can have a, a record of when it was sent and when when we got it. And if we didn't get it, we can track down what happened so we don't have to worry about any penalties because there are penalties if folks don't file that on in a timely fashion, and there's no wiggle room on that with my office. I, the statute says I must, I shall charge a penalty if the if the records don't the renderings don't appear on time. Listener, if you want to join the conversation today, the number to call in is 405-840-1000. That's 405-840-1000. Now, Larry, I want to know, you have to do this between January 1st and March 15th. It has to be right. postmarked by those dates. And why yes, those sir. dates? Because because the, the, the most important thing that assessments of value and ad valorem property taxes do is to support the school districts. 72 cents out of every dollar goes to schools, technology centers, state colleges. And we've got the libraries. We've got, you know, county government, uh, the Oklahoma County government works on about 10 cents out of every one of those dollars. But the reason we have to have that by March 15th is because we need to know what would be assessed for ad valorem purposes and would and what would not be assessed. So when we get our budget set, the money is delivered to the school districts in time so they can do their planning for the next school year. So everything has to be wrapped up by May 31st so we can get everything set. All the people have their due process rights of, of appealing those values and, and protesting their values, and they can go to court. And, and there, can be, uh, there can be a lot of, of things that could happen before the final tax roll is created, and we have a, we have a total amount of dollars for the entire county. And all of the, the school districts are getting their portion of that property tax dollar so they can get their contracts done and hire the teachers they need and get everything done for the, for the coming school year. Okay, I've got a question. Okay. How about when are taxes certified? Give us a timeline of when you can find out what your taxes will be. We pay taxes in arrears, right? And Correct. I know you're not, the, you're not the treasurer, you're not the uh, – you know, the collector of taxes, but your evaluation of market value and assessed value has to do with how much taxes are collected. But what is the timeline there? The timeline is you get your notice of valuation from the, usually we're required to send out a notice of increased valuation to all of the citizens who own property. And if they don't, if the value doesn't go up, then we don't have to send out a notice to you. But uh, last year we sent out about 285,000 notices, which is, which is a huge amount, uh, more than any other county in the state, out of the 325,000 parcels we have. And those notices go out, You have, you have a, and it tells you the due process. You, you have the rights that you have to be able to appeal the determination of value. And then that will happen over a period of time. We don't send them all out at once because we'd flood the the, the mailboxes, we send them out over time for commercial and residential properties. And, and then over that time, the, there's a, a 10-day window where you can call up and you can, call, have a, you can come down and visit with us un, informally and present your case based on last year's data. If you've got an appraisal or something from the last year to show that, uh, that, there's a, that we're, we're incorrect in our, in our uh, judgment of the value, and if, if we can agree or disagree – if we disagree, then you can also go to the Board of Equalization, which is made up of three members 
who are appointed by the, the schools, the, the judges, and the tax commission. They're an independent body. You can plead your case to them, and if they reject your plea, then you can, you can go to district court. But property taxes in Oklahoma are so low uh, compared to other states that uh, rarely does anybody want to go spend $5,000 on an attorney to save $130 on a property tax bill. Well, now that yeah, that's true. We we've got more to cover too. We've got quite a lot more to cover. Uh, I want to talk about what time. When do you have to live in your home before the uh, you can file homestead exemption? When is when do you know when new homes are going to be evaluated? We'll be right back with more right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins. And if you want to join the conversation today, the number to call in is 405-840-1000. That's 840-1000. We have Paula is on the line with us. Good morning, Paula. Oh, you there? Good morning, Paula. Yes, I'm here. Good morning. What's your question? Well, I... I had a question about um, he made when Larry was talking. Is it for all counties or just Oklahoma County? Because it almost sounded like it was like a state thing for the the increase on the limit. Oh. Uh, well, that's that's the, the the reason that we have that that uh, change on the the HUD number. Actually, they they go it it varies from county to county. Oklahoma County is 86,000. Woods County, I think, is 88,000 because of the the conditions on the economy up there. So it changes from county to county, but those those numbers are available on our website. And certainly if you just want to call the office at 405-713-1201, we'd be happy to provide the list. It's on it's from the tax commission. The tax commission certifies those those new in uh, new numbers every every year. So it's the Oklahoma tax commission. I retired a couple of years ago and I checked on that and I saw the limit and it was so low. And so when I heard you talking about this this morning, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is wonderful. Paula, what county are you in? I'm in Pot County or Pottawatomie. (laughs) Right, right. right. You know, you you can call your assessor there. Uh, They'd be happy to help you get through it. But if you want to call our office, we'd be happy to do whatever we can to help you get the information you Uh need with a real person on the end of the phone. All right. Well, thank you so much. Right. This is a recent change, by the way, folks. You, yes. If you are, if you looked at this a couple of years ago and it was twenty five thousand, then uh, it's yeah, now eighty six in Oklahoma County, and it is the median HUD income for right, a family, for a family of, four. of four. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. Paula, well, thanks for calling in, and it is time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. Give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Becky, what's our word of the day? Millage. Millage. I'll bet you uh, Mr. Stein would like to <laughs> w- would like to address that because that's kind of a thorn in his side. We vote in... Uh, 
higher taxes on our properties by voting in libraries and police and whatever school systems. Bond issues. that Right. Yeah. That increases the millage rate for that is times the assessed value. So uh, the millage rate really is the tax per dollar of assessed value of the property. And it's in, expressed in mills, which is very confusing because mills <laughs> makes you think of millions, but it's really one thousandth of a yes. dollar, which is 10, what is it, uh, 10% of 1%? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so complicated, but it but it's part of that metric system. <laughs> we, you know, we we're talking about mills and 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 those kinds of things, and, and the the where the rubber meets the road is that uh, people will support bond issues, and I've had people call, particularly from <clears throat> the Oklahoma City School District, and they're seeing an increase in their property taxes of two hundred and fifty three hundred dollars a year. And and they're stunned, and you know the they they say they didn't vote for it or they don't want that you know they don't have kids in school. I said, well, you know that it was on the ballot. Do you, it sixty percent of the people approved it, and uh, that then that means everybody has assumed that obligation. And usually, what happens with a school district is they will they will be retiring a bond, and they'll say, I we I'd like to we we need to have that that amount of money. To continue, so we want you to approve the current millage rate again, so we can have that money available for us to do things in case you know for buildings and and buses and things like that, and uh, and and they want to keep that millage rate at at the same rate from year to year to year, so so they can have the money to operate their schools on that that aren't that that doesn't come from ad valorem. Why, did, the, why is the, there the, the so, Larry? Why is there such a disparity in uh, the millage rate. I mean, it can be anywhere from like uh, per thousand dollars of assessed value. It can be anywhere from what about eighty some dollars up to about right. hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, uh huh. Or higher in Oklahoma County. The, the we have the highest millage rate we have is one one thirty nine. It's up in the Deer Creek area and uh, and Nichols Hills and and Oak Tree areas. Those are those are extremely high. But they're, you know, they, they, those are the folks that uh, in their school districts or their their cities, they've they've approved those millage rates for their operations. And you know, it it used just like everything else, the inflationary indexes of having to pay for things continues to go to grow. I mean, you know, the, the typical, you know, everybody's kids now that the hundred dollar bill is the is the the new twenty dollar bill. And it were because of inflation, it, it it has hit schools and hit government and hit everything else. I mean, the, 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 there are requirements of, of providing services, and the only way you can do that is to have you know competitive salaries, competitive work conditions, new new equipment to be able to do the things that we have to do with technology. And and those are schools, businesses, cities, and towns are all the same. Okay, so. Some other things that we need to know about is like when you build a house and it's finished, say, June 15th, do on December, do you have to pay taxes for a whole year on that house? 
Nope. You'd be, we would be assessing the value of it on January 1st. That's when the bell rings for us. So if you're building a house uh, and you're, you're going you're gonna to try and occupy it, if you can start that occupation in February or late January, then the assessment of value would be based on its use on January 1. That means if it was if it was unlivable, then it would be based on the materials or the value of the land. And then when it when you occupy the house and you live in it, that's when it would come on in full value of the property. And I you know I got, I got a guy who called up the other day. He said you you got to help me with this guy. He's he was looking at the property taxes on the land, and he built his house. And he got an eight hundred thousand dollar house. And he doesn't know why he's not he's being taxed on the value of the property instead of just the value of the land. I'm thinking, you know, this if you're if you're involved in real estate, I think you need to be a little bit more sophisticated and understand that. But if you're a realtor, if you're a great realtor like Becky Ivins isn't explaining that to you, then you need another realtor. You don't need another realtor. <laughs> exactly. Because Becky will do everything she needs to, to let you know that. But it, it is it is interesting the way people that are getting involved in real estate, sometimes they don't know. And I, I guess it just takes time to become more familiar with it. But, you know, we breathe, breathe and live this stuff all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to explain to people the value. I had a gentleman in my office the other day. He said, I bought this property at a, at a, at a sheriff's auction. And it, I only paid two hundred and eighty thousand dollars for it. You say it's worth three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I said, well, two things. First of all, I'm not a fee appraiser. Second of all, that's not an arm's length transaction. So I'm going to have to value it just like all the other houses in the neighborhood. And your house is going to be put in that mix. If you if you want to bring me an appraisal and somebody tells you last year that property wasn't worth two hundred and eighty six thousand dollars then great, but I'm looking at all the other values of the neighborhood, and it they, it's anywhere between 315 to 326. So we're mass appraisers. We're looking at the entire bucket of, of properties that are all similar, and he's trying to t- convince me that, no, no, I bought this at a sheriff's sale, so that's the value. And I, I, you know, I, I can't agree with him because that's not – that just doesn't make any sense for our office. Well, that is – And then and by and – by, and by the way, if I did that, then there's a chance the tax commission will come in and say, how come this house is valued less than all the others? And they'd say, do you know this person? I say, yes, is he your friend? No, he's not. Well, why are you giving him a special deal? And then they put some nice little nickel-plated handcuffs on me and take me out of the building. I, I, don't, I don't look good in handcuffs. You know, for any real estate owner, if you own property, to understand that there are there's not one value in a home. There is multiple values. It depends on who you're talking to. It depends on if you're talking about somebody who's going to purchase it, whether it's going to, or someone who is the county assessor or someone who yep. is the insurance person, they might all give different yeah. values. Right. Oh yeah. And, and, and when you're looking at that house and, and, and I, I, you can ask them, say, what do you have it insured for? Right. Will well, you have a replacement cost new, less depreciation? So, cause I don't see a lot of depreciation right now. No, no, that's that's for sure. Property prices have held their value. And uh, what we're concerned about actually for this show is what can you save by doing mm-hmm. the things that are totally legal? We're going to get back into that and do a little recap right after this break. We'll be right back with Welcome to Real Estate on the Move.
Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Our smoking hot deal is brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the southwest corner of 122nd and Penn, on 63rd, just west of Meridian, at 505 East Main Street in Yukon, and on May, just north of Hefner Road. Casa Perico. Okay, I almost forgot to put my microphone on. <laughs> okay, well, we've got a great smoking hot deal. How long has it been since you've heard a property priced at 140 $5,000. A long, a long time. time. Yep. Okay. Well, Something that's livable is <laughs> it's amazing. It's and this is really nice. Two and a half bathrooms. Yeah. This is very nice. Two car garage. Uh, this is about a, a 1350 square foot townhouse, means it's connected by a, a joined wall with another unit. This happens to be, I believe we said it, it's half of a duplex, maybe. Yeah, I believe it's so. I think it's only two two units in it. And uh, both the bedrooms are upstairs. There's two bathrooms upstairs. And then there's a half bath downstairs. This is priced at $145,000. Now, on a townhouse, you share things. So there is a fee for the HOA in there. And it is $360 a year. Not a month, but a year. So if this... Hmm. This was just listed. Yeah. So if you want uh, to go see this, call our office, 722-3232. Yep. It is <clears throat> great for first-time home buyer, investor, fits a lot of different situations for people. So please don't wait. Give us a call at the office. Let us show it to you. And an active senior that can climb stairs because the bedrooms are upstairs, but uh, – and it's in a little enclave of homes that are just like it. And this is, by the way, located, if I, if I can get to that, which I cannot. Do you know where it's located, Mark? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head where it is. I'm pulling it up right now. It's in the Yukon area. Yep. It's 305 Glen, which is just south of I-40 in the Yukon area right off of Mustang Road. And it's Mustang Schools, mm-hmm. right? I believe so. Okay. So that's our smoking hot deal brought to you by Casa Perico. We have Jim on the line. Thanks for holding on, Jim. What's your question? So the eighty-six thousand. What what income is that from the previous year? Yes, sir. It's eighty-six thousand total household income. Uh, the 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 specifics are on our webpage, but it's a it it is a. You know, there, I have I have people that that uh, have have different uh, ways of being able to create their income to be eligible for different things, and the tax commission is uh, has a form, and when the form is filled out, we accept the form with your signature. That that is the that is the income level that you are reporting. Okay. But that has to be. That has to be from the previous year, right? Not not the current. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a if you if you own a home, we send out a, a a homestead receipt, so you'll know that we still have a homestead for you. And on the back of that form is the application that you can file for the senior assessment freeze. But you can find it online at our at our webpage, or if you call our office at seven one three twelve zero one, 
We'll be happy to mail one to you if you if you don't have a computer or if you don't have a way of being able to print one off. It, but you don't you can't find you don't determine your income until like February or well, March. You, you, well, but you you we you can use your previous year's income. Yeah, but what I'm saying is this year's income is going to be less than eighty six thousand. But I won't be well, able you to determine. I won't be able to determine that till. Well, you know, you, we, it's based year. on it's based on the current income, not the future income. We have we have to have some some cutoff date. So if you're if you're trying to file for this year, but before March fifteenth. It would be based on the last year's income. And you'll have all your, your W-2s and stuff in yeah. before the deadline to file because W-2s have uh, – all that stuff has to be mailed out by the end of uh, January. <clears throat> so you'll still have about six weeks to get that filed, uh, the homestead exemption. Uh, when, what, what is the deadline again? March 15th. March 15th. Okay. For the valuation right. freeze. There's there's three things to do on March 15th. Are you ready? It is to call and wish Becky Ivins a happy birthday. The second thing Most important. The second thing is to call and wish Mark Carr a happy birthday. <laughs> and the third thing is to be sure your homestead exemption is filed. Okay. So so Jim, there's your marching orders, right? And Jim, I will tell you if that if you get into this and you have a question Call Larry Stein's office. They are incredibly helpful, and you will get a live person that can talk specifically about your situation. Yeah. So well, thank well, this, you. Go well, ahead, this, Jim. This year, I'm sorry. This year, I'll have less than the eighty-six thousand, so I'll have to do it next year. Then correct, because last okay. year you've heard Jim. You've heard the old expression: "A day late and a dollar short." Yeah. Well. Larry Stein's office is a year late so that they're not a dollar short. <laughs> they they assess on last year's value, and whether it be your income or whether it be the property value, they assess the year before to determine yeah. this year's. Hey, Becky, I don't know if you remember this. I talked to you a long time ago about some commercial properties that I was thinking about getting into, and you helped me about that, so... But that was a long time ago, and I'm sure you don't remember me. But anyway, I just want to say thanks for your help. Well, Jim, let's reconnect. You hang on. Mike Gannon is going to get your information, and I'm going to buy your lunch. How's that? Casa Perico gift certificate. So (laughs) thank you for your call. Jim, thanks for calling in. All right, we only have a few minutes here. Okay, so the timeline to file for homestead exemption is – You have to have lived in your home as a homestead, your primary residence, uh, at the end of the year by January 1st. Oh, January 1st. If you're you're there January 1st uh, and that is your residence, then you can apply for homestead exemption and it will go into effect uh, the following year because we're always a year behind. So that will that will be the. The, the way that that works for the timing issues. But then the, if you want to, if you're a senior and you're earning less than $86,000, you can apply for the senior valuation freeze. And then the additional homestead, if you earn less than $30,000 a year, you can double the savings, property tax savings. And then, of course, the 100% disabled military veterans. They, please come down and apply anytime, and we'll help you however we can to get that far. Well, when you say it's you're working on 
the next year. So if someone moves into their house, say De- yeah. Christmas Day, they they right. close on their house on the twenty fourth of December, and they file homestead on January first. So that homestead yep. exemption takes effect for the year twenty twenty four. That's correct. Okay. So the current year that you file in your homestead exemption, you will be exempt $1,000 of the assessed value, which will save you somewhere between about $82 and $139 every year that you file for homestead, that your home is a homestead. So that's great information. Larry, we've got a lot more to get into, but uh, I want to thank you for sharing your information. Is there any last word that we need? Everything that you can file is available at oklahomacounty.org slash assessor. You don't have to drive. You don't have, you can do it all electronically and we want, we'll help you however we can get it done. Just call the office 713-1201. I tell you, if you don't know how to spell assessor, you don't know how many S's are in there. If you go to oklahomacounty.org, you will see assessor right at the top left of the screen, you can click that, and that way you can get the right number of S's in there. My suggestion is you go to your county assessor's website about every quarter and be sure that nothing else has been filed on your property. And and you can file for an alert on your deeds as well to protect your deed in case anybody's tampering with it. You can do that at alert.okcc online, but call my office and we can get you connected with that as well through the clerk's office. And if, and if you sign up for this, if somebody's trying to tamper with your deed, they'll notify you by telephone, text, or email. Tell me that website one more time. Alert.okcc.online. And you can opt in for the program. There's no charge. It's, I believe we're the only county that offers that service sent to property owners. You can do commercial properties, residential properties, everything you've got. Okay, awesome. Wow, that's a great yeah. Thank service. you, Larry Stein. What a what a great uh, information source you are. You represent us well. <laughs> so, you guys are terrific. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Very good. We'll see you guys here next week. May the Lord always watch over you, and may all of your hopes turn to wishes and may all of your wishes come true may each day